Is God's love conditional or unconditional? Unconditional. Unconditional. And it's interesting that in the way we respond to others and to people, we love them unconditionally at times. You know, if we if they do certain things to us, we love them more. If they don't do certain things for us, we kind of keep them at a distance. So there was a little boy that asked his father, Daddy, how much does it cost to get married? And Father Gordon while and he looked at his son and said, Well, I don't know, son, because I'm still paying for it. And it's amazing that it's, it's never a one-stop situation. You don't think, well, I'm going to get married, and it's that way we paid for the events. No, that's just the beginning. <laughs> There's a lot more that goes into, into having a relationship that has come with or one for events. But I look at God and I say, okay, well, we ask God, well, sometimes we look to God and we say, well, how much should I do to gain God's favor? How far should I go for God's love to really feel like I'm loved by God? And if we understand God's nature, we'll understand who God is. And we will understand our position in His disposition. And all it means is that God's love for mankind as it's described in the Bible, is clearly that His love for us is unconditional. It's not by what we do that, we, that God loves us. See, there's a difference between us and God. We are imperfect. Our nature is not a perfect nature, so we, we try and get as much as we can to feel as much as we can. But God in His nature is 100% love. So when He loves, He loves because He is. Love. Not on the condition of what you have done, not on the condition of what I have done, because I will never satisfy what is required for him to love me the way we should. So how does that work for us then? He says, despite our standing, despite where man stands, he loves. In other words, he says God loves without placing any conditions on the ones he loves. Because he loves, because of his nature to love. That love moves, moves him to be kind, and that kindness we get to see played out in our lives. In Matthew, it tells us, in Matthew 5, 45, it says that he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. And that's when we get to picture God's love in terms of his nature. Not on the basis of whether good on the basis of whether bad. Not on the basis of whether you fulfill the Ten Commandments or you miss those Ten Commandments. The, condition, the unconditional nature of God is most clearly seen where? In the Gospel. The Gospel message is basically a story of divine rescue. As God considered the predicament of a rebellious people, He determined to save them from their sin and this determination is based on the love of God. Listen to what Paul says when he writes in his letter of Romans. In Romans 5, verse 6 and 7, it says, You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. 
while we, while we were still bad, while we, while we were still in darkness, while we rejected God, God's love is still expressed for those who reject Him. And Jesus Christ is given. So is there room for, for anyone to come to God to, to experience His love? Yes, there is. Is it on condition? There's a condition in the sense that you believe on the way that He's made. And Jesus Christ is that way. In the book of Romans, we get to see that we learn that we are alienated at one stage. There was a time where we, you and I, who, do, who know God now, we were, we were alienated from God. What causes alienation? It was due to our sin. There was enmity between us and God. What does that mean? There was opposition. We opposed what God wanted in our lives. Why? Because we did things our way. How we thought was right. What we knew could satisfy us. We were hostile towards God. What does, what does that bring to our lives? This is what it brings. It says His wrath is being revealed against the ungodly for their unrighteousness. So when we reject God, God gives us over to our sin. And sometimes we get to experience the consequences of our sins in our daily walk. When we think we know it better than God, we get to fall and we get to stumble in the ways that we know that is not good, that is not good for us. We also learn that we have sinned and we have fallen short from God's glory in Romans 23 verse, uh, 3 verse 23. And that none of us seek God, no, none of us, not one of us. Why? Because we seek our own righteousness through our own ways. So despite that, despite the hostility, despite the opposition, despite the enmity that we have towards God, for which, in all honesty, if we think about it, God should destroy each and every one of us, isn't it? Yes. That's what we deserve. Amen. We don't deserve God's grace. Yeah. We don't deserve God's second chance. Yeah. We don't deserve God's love. Mm -hmm. We deserve what is coming towards us. Yeah. But God revealed His love towards us by giving us His Son, Jesus Christ. As propitiation. Now we use this wonderful word in theology. Propitiation. And what does that mean? So all it means basically is that God is appeased. His wrath that should have been bestowed upon us is appeased. He's satisfied by what? By Jesus giving his life for us. Yes. That's where it's appeased. He's taken the punishment that you and I deserve upon his, upon his shoulders when he died on the cross so that we don't succumb to that punishment that we are rightly deserve. That's where we see God's love. And this evening, I'm reminding us that this love of God came with a price. And that price that we, is, should be a reminder to us as we live our daily lives, that it might not be deserved, might not be earned, but I am thankful and I am grateful. We learned a word this evening that I'm indebted to the fact that God is so gracious to me. And what do I need to do when I'm indebted? I need to pay for something, isn't it? But what do I do? Do I have to pay by my, what I have to do in terms of my conditions, my methods? No. It is by the fact that I, all I have to do is respond to God yes. in love. Yes. And what do I do that? In service. And how do I serve God? In giving Him praise, in giving Him glory through the way I live my life, and then also by sharing what He's done for me. Amen? And then I ask you the question, is God being exemplified in the way you love? in the way you speak, 
in the way you shave. Right? That gives God the glory. Why? Then we get to understand that the gift that was so wonderfully given, wrapped in Jesus, is expressed in our lives as we encounter other people. God did not wait for us to better ourselves as a condition for atoning for our sins. He didn't wait for us to make sure that we do right things so that we could be forgiven. No. What does God do? God came down to become a man and live among his people. God experienced our humanity and everything it means to be a human being and then he offered himself up as a willing substitutionary atonement. What is that? A willing person that made compensation. He made the amends for our sins. So what does that God do? His divine rescue is based on His conditional or unconditional love. Resulting in a gracious act of sacrifice. And John 15 verse 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, than he that lay down his own life for his friend. This is precisely what God has done. God in Christ has done this un, unmerited, unconditional, sacrificial love gift to each and every one of us. The unconditional nature of God is love made clear in so much of passages in Scripture. We get to experience His love as we read His Word. We get to know His love as we encounter His Word. But it is important to know that God, that God's love is, is a love that initiates. It is, never, it, it is never a response. What does that mean? God takes the first step. He never waits for your step. He takes the first step. And I think in, in our lives as well, we need to remember when we, are, when we are showing love one to another, we do not love based on the fact that someone loves me. I should love irrespective. Of getting something from someone, and there's a lovely word that's, that that um, expresses this. You see the word of God; it calls it the agape love. The agape love is sacrificial love. This agape love is not the same love that you and I hold conditions to people from. No, when God tells us to to show the love that He's placed inside of our hearts, it is called the agape love, which is expressed by the power and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The only way for you to know the agape love is when you receive, when you receive that agape love. Mm. And the only way to express that agape love is when you have experienced the agape love. So I asked the question this evening, and we're moving forward throughout the year, that let not just this weekend be an expression of love that is based on response from what someone has done, but it's initiated daily on the fact that God has given us that agape love the moment we receive Him as Lord and Savior. So when we are told to love one another, and we are told to go and love those who do not love us, it is not on the basis of, I only love those who love me. No. I love those who are unlovable too. Yeah. Right? And that's where it makes a difference within our lives and the lives of a Christian. What does that mean? I have love for those who persecute me. It's amazing, isn't it? I have love for the enemy that despises me. I don't build up walls of, the, of, of, of resistance in terms of that I want to kill them just because they want to kill me. No, I love them irrespective of what they do to me. So in our homes, in our relationships, 
with loved ones, with unloved ones. We are there to love as God says we should be governed kind of love. Amen. So that is a nutshell where we need to be. And this evening, if God's love was conditional, then we would have to do something to earn it or to merit to merit it. And if we understood God's nature, we would understand that we don't need to earn it. We need to walk in it. <coughs> Amen. So when we look at our lives, do we do we we need to take some some cognizance, some some self introspection? Do I do things to seek God's to seek God's um, approval, or do I do things in step with God, in line with God? Do I try and say, okay, Lord, today I'm going to try and keep your commandments because I know that's going to please you. Or do I say that, Lord, today I'm going to walk in the power of your Spirit to help me as I look to love you. Will we fall short? Yes, we will. Do we acknowledge and do we repent? That is, our, that is where we need to, to, to do. God still forgives us and he will help us in those times. Does that mean that we allow to do whatever we whatever we want to? No. Why? Because a child of God who willfully disobeys God, that child invites God for the Father's correction, right? So God will correct us when we do things that is that is outside His outside His will. So we need to just make sure that we also have an understanding that we don't willfully do something that is going to displease God, because there will be correction. It's called discipline. Nah? Just like you discipline your kids and, your, and, and those that are under you, God disciplines us as, as well. Not because He hates us, but because He loves us. Amen. 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 So this evening, the question then is, as my response to God's love, and as my reminder that God's love is unconditional, and it has given us a mandate as well in, in, in living in His love, is for us to express His love those that are lost. So does God love everyone? Yes, He does. He shows mercy and kindness to all. In that sense, His love is unconditional. I'm going to ask you a question. Does God love, does God love Christians in a different way than He loves non-Christians? Think about it. Another way of saying it. 
those we are need to, we need to go out into this world and pull those who are about to burn out of the fire so we can place them where they need help. And who has the answer? Jesus is the answer. But who has the answer? You have the answer, amen. Jesus is the answer, but somebody needs to deliver that answer. Amen. So in this in this evening and in this weekend of love, we need to take that responsibility of going to share and show God's love to those who need it the most. Don't be scared. I'll tell you why you don't have to be scared. Because you don't do it in your own power. You go with the helper. You go with the one who empowers you. And that is the Holy Spirit. So this evening I am I am pleading with with the, the fellowship, with the brethren and the sisterhood of Christ. So please go and take up your mandate and go and share with those that do not know the love of God so they can experience the love that only God can provide. That agape love that is that initiates. It doesn't respond, but it initiates. What do you need to do? You need to go and initiate the love of God to those that do not know. Amen? Amen. That, is our, that is our role. That is our mandate. And this evening, go and love the way God requires us to love. Sacrificially, not conditionally, but unconditionally. Right? Start at home and spread the love abroad. May God bless you and God keep you. Let's, let's, let's close our eyes and pray. And ask God to help us.